Welcome back, listeners, to a new episode of JCOS Presents Sound Sociology. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at the key th- uh, sociologist, Max Weber. Now, when we talk about social class, you know, we have the classics of Durkheim, we have the much more prolific writer of Karl Marx. But Weber is someone who is often confused uh, in terms of from, us, from students' points of views. But in today's episode, we're going to try and make sure it's really cleared up for you and how you'll be expected to use it in a GCSE exam style question. Max Weber is one of the key studies you're expected to know as part of stratification. So I think the best place to start is with an overview of what he said. Max Weber argued that the classes were formed in marketplaces, such as the labour market, so where we work. In the labour market, one class of people hired labour and another class sold their labour. Weber saw the process of hiring labour and the rewards that arose from it as crucial in explaining social class. Weber argued that class is a group of people who have similar access to life chances. That is the chances to be successful in life and the opportunities to have access to education, health and so on. So Weber goes further than Karl Marx than to say there is the bourgeoisie and the proletariat but to say there are the property owners, there are the professionals, there are the petty bourgeois, and there's the working class. Straight away, Weber is being that slightly bit more nuanced than Karl Marx, than saying it is just the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. He goes on and says that different class situations reflect the different market situations, or the different life chances more specifically, in which the labour market works. Working class people, for example, share similar life chances in the labour market. So, for example, the working class individual may not be able to access the same health opportunities as those who are in a higher class to them. They may go on similar holidays. Their children may go to the same schools. So in that sense, working class people have a shared sense of life chances. They may not work in the exact same office or the exact same factory, but their life chances are similar because of what they are interacting with, with the people above them, and what in turn they're able to access or not access. Like Karl Marx, Weber saw classes based on the distribution of economic resources such as wealth, but he goes further and says there are there are also non-economic factors, things such as status, so the prestige of a certain job, and the amount of power, the amount of influence, in other words, that you have in determining your life chances and shaping patterns of stratification. Let's not underestimate this. Status and power. Now, we've often talked about Karl Marx, and we You know, sometimes it might get banded around. We we talk about, oh, it's also about power and influence. But really, it's Max Weber who's talking about this. So just to really hit that home, Karl Marx is talking about the heavy emphasis of economic resources, money, land, assets, wealth that determine your position in society. Weber goes further and says it's these things plus the status of your job or occupation, plus how much power you're able to wield or demonstrate in your job. 
Weber distinguishes between class and status. He says class is formed in, in the marketplace, while status could be identified by prestige or honor attached to their lifestyle. So for example, you might have a job that is gives a very good wage. So for example, in contemporary society, we might not realize it, but uh, someone who is a refuse collector, a bin collector, is actually quite well paid. However, the status and the prestige that goes with that job and the, and the style of life is low. This is what Marx um, Weber is talking about, saying that there is this slightly more nuanced approach going on. He goes on and says, Weber argued that each of the four classes, property owners, professionals, petty bourgeoisie and the working class had different amounts of this status, wealth and power. In Karl Marx's point of view, ownership was simple. You had it or you didn't. There were other inequalities such as status which arose from class division. Weber, however, saw class and status as two separate aspects of stratifying of, a, of someone's life. In Weber's view, a person's status may differ from their class. To build on this more, we need to think about other examples. So take, for example, we, we could say someone who wins the, the lottery may be exceptionally wealthy, but they lack status in society. Someone who is a nurse, a religious leader, has may have relatively low income and no wealth, but their status within society will be seen as higher. A member of aristocracy may have no savings, but the title of being a lord or a lady gives them status. These subtle differences start to highlight how we see social class as not a simplistic idea of the haves and the have-nots. When we start to dig deeper and apply it to a 21st century lens, we realise that Celebrity status is something that also lends itself very much to a Weber-based argument. Some sociologists argue that celebrities' status is now one of the most important forms of status. In the world in which we live in, our status is no longer just judged by how much money is in your bank or how much property you own. It can also be defined by how many... Me- how many followers have you got on Twitter? How many clicks do you get on, or retweets do you get? How many clicks on YouTube do you get? How many followers and subscribers have you got? This has created a new way of how we think about status. So Weber's work, although at the late part of the 19th century and early 20th century, is very much on point and gives us a arguably more adept way of understanding how our society works in terms of stratification in twenty in the 21st century. In order to ground your understanding of Weber from this podcast and what you've read, hopefully from the textbooks on page 96 and 97 of the White Revision Guide, I would suggest having a go at a four marker. Identify and explain what Weber meant by the term social class. Or you could try and have a go at using Weber in a 12-mark question, such as discuss how far sociologists agree that social class is the main division of, life, uh, main division of society. 
that would be a great opportunity to demonstrate not just a functionist and a Marxist point of view, as previously mentioned on other episodes, but also to bring in a Weber, uh, Fabian argument of how actually it's more than just economic, but it's also other factors such as status and power. For today's episode, you've been listening to me talk about uh, Weber. Um, I will say to you for now, happy revision. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of JCOS Presents Sound Sociology. Bye for now.